J.C. Corcoran Podcast. I, uh, I do feel bad for my husband, though. I got sober in our marriage, and I used to be a very frisky drinker. Um, but I do give him credit. He does try and keep my inner hoe alive. Uh, the other day, we were stuck in traffic, and he's like, yo, babe, give me roadhead. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. He was like, why not? I was like, it's broad daylight. We're in standstill traffic. Everyone would see me. And he was like, man, you're no fun anymore. And I was like, I'm driving. Since I was a young boy, I played this silver ball From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball He stands like a statue, becomes part of the machine Feeling all the bumpers, always playing clean He plays by intuition, I've never seen him fall The deaf, dumb and blind kid sure plays me Don't hear no buzzes and bells Don't see no lights are flashing He plays by sense of smell He always gets a replay The digit counters fall That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball He's a pinball wizard He has to be a twist a pinball wizard, he's got such a supple wrist He's a pinball wizard, his score shoots even more The pinball wizard, the world's new pinball lord Now I'm just getting warmed up Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before? It's like deja vu all over Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. You are at JC on the line. How you doing, kids? Kevin Spacey is going to walk. It's a story that's breaking right now as we're recording the podcast. And the big question is going to be now, since Kevin Spacey has been cleared, I think it's on all of the charges. There was a handful of lawsuits. 
and I think he's been cleared on everything. Now the question's going to become, what's Hollywood going to do about it? Nobody knows this better, better than me. People have accused me of all sorts of stuff. You go, you fight people in court, you win, you're completely exonerated, and people still act like you did it. And you're like, no, I didn't. That's what the whole court thing was about. Do you know what the words completely exonerated mean? So if I didn't do it, then why are you still treating me like, <sighs> never mind. He was such a good actor. Well, he is such a good actor, but I think it's safe to say he's got a dark side. You know, and I discovered very early on, because I toiled in the radio business for a decade, never made any money, never really accomplished very much. Now, people who look at the early part of my career will argue with me and say, no, you, you actually accomplished quite a bit. I never thought that I did until I got to St. Louis. Like, JC, you were 22, 23 years old. You were working in Chicago. Yeah, but I wasn't any good. <laughs> See, I knew inside that I was no good. So, to me, that's failure. But I digress. What you have to do if you're in the public eye, is you, there's just places you got to stay out of. I remember I used to like to go down to the landing back in the 80s. But you get those uh, fools, you know, those fools, those big college guys with a lot of the loudmouth soup. And then they see JC and then there's trouble. So it just got to the point where you realize there's certain places you have to stay out of. Or, frankly, you deserve anything that happens to you because you'd be smarter than that. And there's a number of people I could point to. I could give you names of people who you never see out anywhere. You never see them in public. You know why? Because of what I just told you. It's too much trouble. Too much potential trouble, at least. So it's going to be interesting now to see what happens. Will Kevin Spacey start getting offered roles again? ...of not guilty, uh, read out nine times for varying charges from uh, indecent assault and sexual assault to the more serious charges of causing somebody to engage in penetrative sex uh, without their consent. And uh, he was found guilty on all of those charges. Kevin Spacey appeared emotional when, when those charges were read out. Uh, but, but found not guilty, I'm sorry. He, and he, he, he was very <laughs> yeah, sort of an important distinction, huh? Were, were read out. He started crying when he came out of the dock. Uh, he hugged his manager. He hugged his legal team. He thanked careful, uh, the careful. staff. And he still looked uh, very emotional while he was doing that. And just to give a bit of a recap of, of what the defense uh, had, had said in Kevin Spacey's defense was their argument was that three of the complainants had simply made up the allegations against Kevin Spacey and Kevin Spacey's attorney said that we'll never know why they made up those allegations. It'll only be known to them. He said the fourth complainant was intoxicated that he made these allegations uh, and that's why the, the jury ultimately believed Kevin Spacey. See, that's how it goes too, you know, because again, this was what I was talking about yesterday. My dad's famous quote, you know, the higher you're up on the ladder, the more of your butt is exposed. And there are people like that. I've had situations like that. I had a former Casey jock try to drain somebody off of me once. And I didn't see him after that for something like, God, 30, almost 35 years. And he was at an event a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019, right before I left St. Louis. And he was there. And I just looked at him like, dude, 
I don't care if it was 35 years ago today. You are scum. Don't even make eye contact with me. I'm not a violent man, but there's a flower pot sitting on this table that would look really good cracked against the bridge of your nose. Kenny! Got one piece of good news here, and that is that the UPS strike isn't going to happen. They reached a settlement apparently sometime yesterday, and that would have messed things up. UPS, I think they said they deliver something like 8 million packages every single day. 8 million a day! And again, it's not like there aren't other services, but it really would have caused a problem, and for the employees, obviously, too. The uh, weather, just I don't know where to go with this. There's pretty much everything that can be said has been said about the weather you better just watch yourself because we're not even in the thick of it yet the worst part of this hasn't even hit yet 97 today although it's supposed to be very windy today but 102 tomorrow friday 101 saturday 98 starts coming down into the lower 90s on sunday but if you look ahead it's right back into the mid to upper 90s next week which is interesting because as we were saying the other day i talked to dave murray he's like these are always the two hottest weeks of the year so nobody should be really surprised but we still act like we are it's like the first time it snows every year we act like we've we've never seen snow before or never shoveled it or or, are completely unprepared i love the people that they interview at the hardware store for the first snow the first snow is going to hit they go and but i'm not talking about flurries this is when there's actually going to be some sort of accumulating snow and that is the correct pronunciation by the way it's accumulate it's not accumulate like this idiot on channel four He's, he must have been on the air for like 15 years now, and he still says accumulate. And you would think that somebody, the news director, the general manager, that somebody would go to him and say, um, Steve, we like the job you're doing and everything, and there's old ladies who think you look like Tom Cruise, and that's all great and everything, but say fucking accumulate. There's a U in there, not an A. And then there is Phoenix. As I said yesterday, I used to think that I wanted to retire in Arizona because I love the desert. I love Sedona and the Grand Canyon and all that stuff. And Phoenix is actually pretty cool, too. But, uh, you know, it's a little wacky there with the uh, politics. Not that it's any better in Florida, but I don't know. There's just something extra weird about the stuff in Arizona. But anyhow, I have friends who live down there and... All kidding aside, there is something to the dry heat thing because when your relative humidity is like 15% or less than that sometimes, you're walking around and you're like, it's hot all right, but it's not the kind of hot in St. Louis right now with the heat and the humidity. It's dry. I mean, when we went to, uh, what was it, uh, to wine country, got out of the car, said 107 on the dashboard got out and it's like yeah it's hot but without the humidity it's a different kind of heat and it is something that allows you to sort of (laughs) be able to leave the house not this nonsense so the heat wave in phoenix not letting up yesterday they got their 25th straight day of temperatures heading at least 110 you know the ball players like to go out and the cardinals have been in phoenix for the last couple of days and they like to go out and have a good time but you're a professional athlete you go out in that heat not good for you. I remember we used to do the show from the pool 
my pool in my backyard. You guys probably will remember this. This was in the late 80s, and we would have people come by. You know, it wasn't just us sitting there doing the show. We would invite you know, neighbors and just people who were involved in the show. Eric Mink would come by, and Mike Bush would come by, and we'd be doing the show sitting by the pool. And then eventually somebody would say, we got wireless microphones. Just keep them out of the water. But yeah, you can go in the pool with the microphone. And so now we're in the pool with microphones, and we're playing volleyball in the pool. And then the girl across the street, I don't think she was more than about 17, but she came over and pretty much stopped traffic. But I remember uh, Tom Bernanski, and you'll remember him from the Tom Hur trade. Tom Bernanski, one of our right fielders back in the late 80s for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tom, a great guy, by the way, a really, really swell guy. And you know, he came by and I said, you want to get in the pool? And he was like, nah, nah, come on, get in. It's hot out. You cool off. He goes, no, no, I can't do it, JC. And he sort of pulled me aside and he said, look, if I get in the pool and people hear this on the radio, Tom Bernanski splashing around in the pool. And then tonight I go out and play baseball for the Cardinals and I go 0 for 4. Guess what's going to happen? People are going to start yelling. He was in the pool with Corcoran and that's why he went 0 for 4. So it's just easier for me to avoid the entire thing and stay out of the pool. And I was like, you know what? I, I got, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that's actually really smart. Anyhow, according to the Weather Channel, the streak in Phoenix expected to end with a big cool down to 101 next week. And then it goes right back up again. It's so hot. And we alluded to this a little bit yesterday because there was something on the news two days ago. The asphalt and the concrete and just, you know, surfaces in Arizona are so hot that the emergency rooms are having to treat people who, for whatever reason, have just fallen down. Now, obviously, big retirement community in Phoenix and people fall down all the time, but usually they end up in the hospital for a broken bone or, you know, maybe just a real bad scrape. Make sure it doesn't get infected, so they go into the ER and just make sure that they're taken care of. The problem is that now people fall down, and you don't have to be on the ground for more than a couple of seconds before you start getting second and third degree burns. Burn centers becoming maxed out. About a third of the patients are people who fell on the ground. There are burn patients in the ICU after falling outside. Asphalt can be 40 to 60 degrees hotter than the air. Also in Arizona, an elementary school librarian says he was doing his crosswalk duties, helping kids cross the street after school. He was out for 30 minutes and his shoes melted. He was on the news and he showed him. He goes, I was just walking around and I, I tripped and I fell because my shoes just fell apart right on my feet because they melted. You would have thought that by now technology would have come up with something that we can wear in super hot weather like this that will somehow keep our bodies cool. The best idea science has come up with so far, puffy clothes with built-in fans. I'm going to pass on that. I keep looking up at the TV because we know Hunter Biden is in court today. They got him on some misdemeanors. You know, if he breaks the law, you know, you go to jail or you pay a fine or, you know, you have it on your record, whatever the case may be. I don't care who he is, but they're saying the uh, Trump indictment on the January 6th charges that that could happen possibly as early as today. Also, Hunter Biden is thinking, excellent, excellent. I go into court. But nobody's going to care because everybody's going to be watching Trump get indicted. Sweet. Oh, speaking of weather, it was a year ago today. You might remember this. And if you lived in U City or St. Peter's, you probably really remember it because we had 11 inches of rain 
on this date a year ago, and U City was underwater, not the whole area, but big parts of U City underwater, St. Peter's, as I said, with lots of problems. And the government said, all right, this is just happening way too many times. We're wasting too many, too much money and too many resources on this. So what we're going to do, we're going to identify these houses that flood whenever we have a serious rain. We're going to buy everybody out, get them moved out of there, and we'll figure out something to do with the land. Well, that was originally supposed to be scheduled for something like 175, maybe 200 houses. And instead, when all was said and done, they only did about 35. Everybody else was basically shit out of luck. And there's still a lot of people who lost all their possessions, who lost the place that they live, and haven't gotten anything from anybody. And you've got to feel for those people, you know, because they talk about all the different kind of disasters. Okay, fire. Fire burns stuff up. It's gone. That's pretty bad. Tornado takes your stuff and blows it all over the county. Pretty bad. But there's just something about flooding. Something about flooding. Because you can still see all your stuff. And you can still be in your house. The only problem is you're in water up to your waist and everything's ruined. It's all still there. You can see it. But it's no damn good anymore. That's a special kind of cruelty and I know a little bit about it, too, because and it wasn't anything, anything at all as serious as, you know, what what we've just been talking about here. But this was back in what year would this have been probably 1990, maybe. And I moved into a new house and we decided to put a swimming pool in the back and we were at the bottom of a hill. So the guy had to build a berm and a retaining wall, like one of those Versalock walls. So he's right in the middle of that project and we get one of these torrential downpours where it's like, you know, two inches of rain in 45 minutes, and the water comes sliding down the hill. And what this guy did is he, when he graded the property, he graded it above the window line of the basement, which is so fucking stupid, you really wonder how the guy remembered how to get home after work every day. If you grade it, you grade it below the window line. You know why? For that express reason. And instead, the grade is above the window line. The water comes down the hill and goes shooting right, busts the window out. It looked like you were standing in front of the Bellagio in Vegas in my basement. And then the other thing is it exposed what I consider to be one of the biggest scams in the world, and that's building inspections when you buy a house or sell a house, and especially the termite guy, especially the termite guy. So remember what I told you. I'm, I just moved into this house, okay? You got to have a termite inspection. Guy does the inspection, no termites. Okay, fine. We close on the house. It's only a couple of months later, and when the flood comes in, the excavation crew's got to come in and got to rip out all the drywall because it was all ruined. And when they rip out the drywall, the guy says, oh, by the way, you've got termites. And I'm like, how the fuck can I have termites when we just had a building inspection and a termite inspection a couple of months ago? I'm sure the termites just all showed up in the last three months. Complete bunch of bullshit. Total scam. Yeah, but uh, flooding, flooding's bad stuff, man. Flooding is bad stuff. That was all one year ago today. Rod Stewart played the arena on this date back in 1984. We used to have to dress up in army gear and uh, and get in Jeeps and drive down to the concert venue in this place, in this case, rather, the arena, and uh, they called it the Real Rock Army. And I'm standing there with a college degree <laughs> dressed up like I'm in some sort of war partying in the parking lot with a bunch of 16-year-olds. I'm looking at myself, where did I go wrong? 
Jack Buck got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame back on this date in 1987. The U.S. Senior Open was at Bell Reeve on this date back in 2004. Now, this was a great event that a lot of us will remember for a long time. I mean, we're talking Bell Reeve. We all show up as media people. Remember that episode of the Three Stooges where they were playing golf? You know, that was the thing about the Three Stooges. No matter where they were, they were out of place and nowhere more out of place than at a country club. Now, when you're in electronic media, there's a couple of high-profile people, your anchor people, your chief weather guys. Those people make a decent living. Everybody else gets paid shit. Some of these reporters you're watching on TV, you know, fresh out of college, making like forty, forty-five thousand $45,000 a year, that's it. And if that's what you make, I'm not disparaging you. I'm just saying that, you know, in a high-profile position like that, you just naturally assume that this person is making a fortune. And what I'm here to tell you is they're not. So they have media day out at Bell Reef Country Club. Everybody's invited. We all show up looking like a bunch of bums. And I still remember they had Tiger Woods on a satellite hookup. So everybody got out of the way, let Jay Randolph ask the first question just out of respect for the Jaybird. But the most interesting part about it was that they said, when you come out here for media day, you do the interviews, you listen to our speeches, but bring your clubs because if you're a member of the working press, we're going to let you play a round of golf out here. At Bell Reeve, on any other day, if people like us just happen to be driving by Bell Reeve Country Club, the cops would have said, move along, move along, you know? But you get out there and you just hit the damn ball as hard as you can. And you look out there and you're still 700 yards from the pin. And you're like, wow, that's when you realize how good these guys who play this game really are. Because if all you've been playing is Tower T and Stacy Park and you go out to Bell Reeve, you are put in your place immediately on a lot of different levels. But all of that on this date back in 2004. I ceased to be a member of the community of Olivet. On this date back in 2007, I bought that house for 330, sold it for 485. Remember those good old days where you got you got a house as an investment? And if you're saying, "Well, Jay, see what the hell are you talking about?" People are getting 100, 150 grand over the asking price in the real estate market right now. Yeah, but it's not very active because of the interest rates. We're talking back in 2007, it was the wild west. Unfortunately, it was right before the collapse. But I digress. I loved living in Olivet, by the way. It's a great location because if you go north, you're up on Olive there, you go up and down Olive and there's one of everything you could ever possibly need. Even if you go on the other side of 170, all those Chinese restaurants. Then if you go south with a little zigzag, you're on 170, you can be on 40 in five minutes. You could be at Clayton in five minutes. You could be in a lot of places in five minutes. It was a tremendous location. I lived next door to a guy who uh, was one of those attorneys over in Madison County, Illinois, who started making money hand over fist. And to make a very, very long story short, the guy divorced his wife and married a stripper. Why did he marry a stripper? Well, because those attorneys were making money so making money faster than they could count it. And everybody would knock off work about noon and drive down from Madison County over to the strip clubs in Illinois and just sort of hang out. And it doesn't take long for women who are performers like that to figure out who the rich guys are. And she got her hooks into them and the rest is history. 
And on this date in 2013, I try to do this every year. And again, I'm boxed out. I, I couldn't go during the pandemic. I had uh, health issues last year. And this year, the schedule just didn't work out because of some family stuff. But one time every year, I like to go up to Chicago and spend the weekend up there during the Cubs Cardinal weekend. And it just really pisses me off that I haven't been able to do that now for, well, if I go next year, it'll be a five-year layoff. I got to do it. But in 2013, this was very interesting for on a lot of different levels. What I always like to do, I guess I get a press pass, what I always like to do is go down on the field real early, at least one day out of the trip. So most days, you know, I get there an hour ahead of time, have a couple of drinks and, you know, Chicago dog and everything like that, wander over to the ballpark and take in the game. But on one day of every trip, I get to the ballpark like 9.30, 10 in the morning. I like to see everything that goes on on a game day in terms of the preparation for a baseball game. And you see the guys cutting the grass, down on their hands and knees with like scissors. I mean, these guys are serious about that stuff at all the major league ballparks. If a ball takes a funny bounce in the outfield, I fucking guarantee you that the ground screw will be out there the next morning on their hands and knees, looking around, feeling around, trying to figure out what what went wrong, why they didn't get a true bounce at this part out on the field. Then you start to smell the hot dogs cooking. And then the guys slowly but surely start filing out of the dugout and start throwing and just hitting fungos and just sort of, you know, doing their wind sprints. And I, I just love soaking all of this in, just all of it in. On this particular day, the Fox Network television people were setting up cameras and cable for a broadcast that was going to occur on Saturday, the next day. So these guys are setting everything up, and the guy is in the camera well, which is adjacent to the first base dugout, and he's busy. He's got cameras, he's got cable, he's doing all this sort of stuff. And the guys who take an infield practice, and sometimes they get a little sloppy and the ball gets away. And in this particular case, I was standing right there and I saw what was about to happen, and I just yelled at this Fox technician, Duck! And the guy hit the deck, and it was a good thing he did, too, because an errant ball that was thrown from third to first went over the first baseman's head and would have hit this guy right in the noggin, and he would have been in bad shape. And the guy just sort of looked at me like, hey, thanks. So I took that ball and put it in my pocket, something you're absolutely not supposed to do. You're going to have your press credentials taken away, and you can get thrown out for good if you do something like that. But nobody was looking, and I put it in my pocket because I heard that in the house that day, Larry King was going to be there. And I figured, well, if he's here, I'm going to get an autographed ball. So sure enough, maybe an hour later, there's all this commotion, and out of the dugout comes Larry King. Apparently, he was trying to sell some show to the Smithsonian Channel, if I recall correctly, about classic major league ballparks i guess you know he was shooting video and doing stand-ups and stuff and for whatever reason we never saw that so apparently they never bought the idea but you know, have to shoot it first to put together a demo so that people can look at it and get the idea of what your idea is so i'm talking to him a little bit and he autographed the ball for me which i have right here but that was also the day that we heard that the cardinals had just traded for colton wong and most people were like colton wong He's an infielder. We already have an, uh-oh, the end of David Freeze because they were going to move second over to third, and then second was going to be Colton Wong, and that meant the odd man out was David Freeze, who was rumored at the time to be on the trading block, and that was the beginning of the end 
for Mr. Freeze. That was a big day. There's a lot of stuff that happened on that day back in 2013. The only way you can see it and know about it is to be there. And I'm really glad that that was the day that I picked to go to the ballpark extra early that year. When we were kids, adolescents, and I'm talking like 15 to 20, right in there, because that's when your musical tastes really take hold. Maybe you were different, but for the most part, it's that 15 to 20-year-old thing. Radio stations and broadcast companies do tons of research about this stuff, and we think we know that for the most part. But during that time period, would you have ever thought in your wildest dreams that someday we would be even paying attention, even acknowledging a guy purporting to be playing rock and roll who was 80 years old? Well, we're doing it today because Jagger turns 80 years old today. See, this is bad news for medical people who tell you, look, if you want to lead a prosperous life, don't do drugs. Make sure you get enough sleep. Don't drink a lot of alcohol. Don't smoke. And then you got Keith Richards and you got Mick Jagger. They're like cockroaches. It could be a nuclear holocaust. And the next morning, Jagger and Keith Richards would get out, stick their head out the window and go, ah, what was a loud noise? Also having a birthday today, a little girl, isn't a little girl anymore, but I remember her that way because my daughter went to grade school in University City and one of her classmates was a little girl by the name of Taylor Momsen. And Taylor Momsen had a show business flair, somehow got in front of Ron Howard, pitched the idea of playing Cindy Lou Who in the Jim Carrey Grinch movie directed by Ron Howard. And she used to come over to our house and play after school in my basement from time to time. Well, she's 30 today. Jeez. She's in the band The Pretty Reckless. We play her on K-Wolf, where I do the morning show every day at 101.5 and 101.7. And we stream it on KWULF.com if you want to listen. But Taylor Momsen having a birthday today at 30. Kate Beckinsale, that's a handsome female, at 50. Jason Statham is 56. Jeremy Piven, 58. Sandra Bullock, 59. Kevin Spacey. Celebrating his birthday today with an acquittal on those charges. Dorothy Hamill, oh, he's 64. Dorothy Hamill, 67. Roger Taylor, Queens drummer, 74. Helen Mirren, have you ever seen those pictures of her when she was in her 20s and 30s? Yow. 78 today. Dobie Gray would have had a birthday today. We lost him in 2011, but he was born on this date in 1940. I mentioned that because I was at a party about two years ago. It was an outdoor party, swimming pool, nice deck, the whole thing. And they uh, had a folk singing musician come in, and he was performing for the crowd. And I'll never forget this because, I mean, there were little kids there too. I'm talking like, you know, 11, 12 years old. This guy starts playing Drift Away by Dobie Gray, and the whole place is singing along with this guy. And I remember looking around going, I can't believe everybody knows this song that well, that they even know the lyrics, that they can do a sing-along here. What is going on? Even the kids knew the lyrics. That's a successful song. And one of my favorite show business stories, because really how it ended, Paul Rubens, also knows Pee Wee Herman, 32 years ago today, 1991, is uh, seeing an adult film in some sort of an adult film theater movie house and uh you know i don't know what he was into but he was jerking the gherkin he gets caught the story goes worldwide and it was only a couple of weeks later that the mtv movie awards were taking place at the time they used to do those things in a huge huge arena and they had 
massive stars and giant performances and the whole thing. And the show starts, and you're like, what sort of a whiz-bang opening are they going to have here for the MTV Movie Awards? And out walks Paul Rubens, dressed as Pee Wee Herman, walks up to the microphone to a thundering applause, which finally subsides, and he just walks up to the mic and he says, anybody hear any good jokes lately? (laughs) One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It was great. Totally diffused the whole thing, and to this day, everything seems to still be working out for one Mr. Paul Rubens. You know, one of the guys you wrote the movie Pee-Wee's Big Adventure with was Saturday Night Live's Phil Hartman, and he even shows up in a scene at the end of the movie at the drive-in I was with somebody for years that knew the dialogue for the entire movie, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You think I'm making that up? I'm not. There's people who are passionate about that movie. Tell them Large Marge sent you. And Ron DeSantis was in a car accident yesterday. You know, for a guy who's been accused of being homophobic, his worst nightmare would be to see a headline reading, DeSantis involved in rear-ender. And with that, the J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Wednesday, July 26, 2023, is in the can. We're here every weekday morning at 11, absolutely free. Spread the word if you can. Tell people about the podcast and also the new radio show at 101.5 and 101.7. K. Wolf, you may email me, jc at jconthewine.com. Facebook, The Showgram with J.C. Corcoran. Talk to you again in the morning. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later, bye. He was found guilty on all of those charges. Kevin Spacey appeared emotional found when, when those charges were read out, uh, but, but found not guilty. I'm sorry. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.